everyone, and welcome to Between Realities, to the Between Realities VR podcast. Yes, sir. That's what this is. Yes, it is. This is the Between Realities VR podcast, and we are live here on a Wednesday for our very first bonus episode of season four. Heck yeah. We did our first episode on Friday, and we're like, no, we're not waiting for no bonus episodes this this season, this time around. We're doing it right away. Boom. We got into this thing. Wednesday, we are here. And thank you guys for joining us so much. We see that we already have a couple of our closest and dearest friends in the chat with us. Um, I saw Space Denizen was in the chat like two days ago. Like as soon as this link nice. went live, he's like, yo, what's up? You know, so <laughs> I can't see that anymore, but I remember it. Yeah. So thanks for being in there. Sweaty it's weird Nugget. To keep that stuff too. in there. I know, right? Do that? It should. But yeah, I was saying Sweaty Nug, of course, here. What's the up, JJ, buddy? JJ, the Nug Nug. He's in, he's in the house and he's always here for us and we love him. Z Storm is here. Thanks, Z, for joining us today on our bonus episode day. Rock versus reality is in the house. Robin's reality is in the house. It's a lot of reality going yeah, on. Rock versus reality, reality. Between realities. It is, yeah. Virtual mm. reality is what we're here to talk yes. about. So thank you guys here for uh, joining <laughs> us. Lissa VR is here. Duty Does, one of our dearest fans, is here. Thanks, Duty, for being here as well. Gamertag VR, of course, saying hello, but it's late over there. You know, we know some of these midday episodes are not going to be ideal for live attendance when it comes to our overseas mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, finding that sweet spot for time for everyone is really hard. It is hard. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're going to move things around a little bit. We wanted yeah. to experiment with season four. If it doesn't work out the way we want it to, we'll move things around again. And mm-hmm. as always, feel free to reach out and uh, let us know what you would prefer. And, of course, we'll take it with a grain of salt, but we will take it. Um, Ashley's here. What's up, Ashley? Thanks for joining us. MNZeba. MNZeba? MNZeba. What's up, Zeba? Thanks for being here. Um, Dr. Oculus is here. What's up, Dr. What's Oculus? What's up, Doc? Congratulations on getting 1,000 subscribers on YouTube Heck recently. Heck yeah. Um, Good job, and, bro. And uh, for crushing it with Loser as well. Oh, Space Denison. There he is. Welcome. What's up, dude? So uh, <laughs> today's bonus episode is a very exciting one. We're going to be talking to uh, a group of developers from a handful of different games, all of which are being featured in today's sponsors event that's right. The summer games from Virtual Athletics League are here. Let's hear from our sponsor, everybody, Val. Welcome to the VR Summer Games. Hey y'all, Sobox here. Welcome to the VR Summer Games. Welcome to the VR Summer Games.
the virtual athletics league summer games have been going on since august 21st and are going up through this weekend september 12th being the last day to participate so this we're getting in right at the at the finish line here but there's still time to make something happen there are over 20 vr games that are participating and there's a prize pool that is valued of over at over $20,000. Boom. So I assume that includes gear, mm-hmm. accessories, you know, stuff like that, but also cash. So cold hard cash. And that trailer, right? That might be n- my new favorite jam. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hype trailer. It's pretty hype. Good stuff. It is pretty hype. Um, <laughs> Dance Collider is in there, VR Workout, VR Skater. They're doing a Blade and Sorcery content creator talent show. Which is pretty cool, right? Yes. No high scores in Blade and Sorcery, but I guess like if you're the coolest. And... How to kill people in the most stylish, <laughs> amazing way possible. Yeah. Uh, dude, Hyperdash, Echo Arena, Blaston, Swarm, um, and a few others um, who, uh, like we've mentioned, we have developers uh, joining us today to yes, talk about do. their games and their involvement yeah. with Val. So this is a pretty exciting thing, man. You know, this is a, one of our most ambitious episodes. We've got a bunch of guests and um, a lot to do and a lot to talk about. Right yeah. Now. Absolutely. Can't wait to start getting some of these guys on. Um, yeah, it's going to be rad, man. Lots and lots of people. Also, like, check out that chat, guys, because uh, there's going to be some codes. Oh. Some games. We free have VR games. Free game codes, and we urge you guys to take them. We're going to trickle them in and see how mm-hmm. quickly you scoop them up because we don't want them to get lost in the ether or anything. But mm-hmm. there are free game codes available today. Uh, VR with Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. What's up, Jess? Thanks for joining us. Obscure Nerd. What's up, dude? Andy. Andy. He's in the house What's as well. Up? And Traveling Man is here too. Heck yeah. So if this is your first time catching the podcast, please take a second and preemptively like it. Promise we're not going to do anything that you'll hate. And you can even subscribe too if you like because we have a lot more planned for season four. Tons Heck of exciting yeah. guests. Please click that little button. It really does make, make a big difference to us. It really does. It does. Big deal. Yeah, and we're trying to grow our audience, so yep. get get up in here with us. Heck yeah. <clears throat> so, what time is it? It's time to get ill. Is it time? <laughs> That's a perfect answer. Um, why don't we go ahead and see if we can get uh, today's first guest All right, on the horn. Cool. So, well, let me bring our screen down here. So, the game is called Larsenauts, right? It is. This is... Uh, and it, I would say it's one of the more exciting games that has probably come out into the VR community in the past, you know, few months. Um, really went hard for that sh- hero shooter, mm-hmm. um, that hero shooter vibe. And I think they did a great job. You know, they launched the game, had a bit of a bumpy road, but I think it's getting better and better and better every single day. And I love to see games like this participating um, in events. And look yes. who it is. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Greg Corman. To Between Realities, he is the founder and engineer over at Impulse Gear. What's up, Greg? Hey, Greg. How are you? Uh, not too much. Hey, Alex, Kiva. How are you doing? So Pretty good. good, man. So Pretty good. good. A yeah. pleasure and an honor to have you on the show, sir. Um, for those of you who don't have PSVRs out there, Impulse Gear is the studio behind Farpoint, which is one of my favorite VR experiences ever. It man. was such a great game. Thank you for bringing that game to us. That game and of blew course, my mind. <laughs> I had... Dude, like I, ha- I remember firing that game up. I remember those spider things jumping at my face. Like I, I had to take yeah. my headset off a few times and like, like just breathe. You know what I mean? Like it was intense and it was so good. Oh, well thanks. done. Well done. Yeah, yeah. That's a. It was a. It was a really fun game to to make, and I'm glad you enjoyed playing. 
Do you uh do you do you ever get the aim controller in your hands? When's the last time you used an aim controller? Like, do you miss it? Because I I kind of miss using it. You know, uh, it's great. It's uh it's funny. I I was uh, I was I played Farpoint yesterday. <laughs> nice. I, nice. I don't play it much these days, but I actually picked it up and I was uh I played through the beginning and uh, yeah, it's still fun. Still holds up. It's uh, it's awesome. It is yeah. awesome. That boss fight. And it was on PS Plus uh, a little while ago, which is cool. So we yeah. got a, a lot of new people playing it. So that's it's cool. Such a good game, man. Sweet. One of my favorite yeah. PSVR titles by far. Right. And, Thanks. you know, I uh, I think Larsenauts did a great job of, like, answering the call for a lot of VR players out there. You know, I think there's a lot of competitive VR gamers who wish they had that, like, really good, like, sink-your-teeth-into-it hero shooter and I would say that Larsenauts has done a great job of fulfilling that and, and being that for the VR community. Um, you know, when the game came out, of course, it, it was met with a little bit of resistance, I would, if I can say so. You know, like people were kind of upset with some of the immersive sprinting things and things like that. You know, what has it been like for you guys after you kind of took some of that initial feedback and how has that changed the course of development for Larsenauts? Yeah, no, that's a great question. <laughs> so we, uh, you're absolutely right. At, at launch, we we uh, we had a couple of stumbles, and I think that um, the, the feedback from the community was amazing. Um, it was uh, there were some things that people really wanted to see, um, like manual reload or the immersive sprinting, and we were lucky enough to be able to have this awesome team with us to. Uh, add those features very quickly in a way that made the game better for everybody. Um, one of the things we wanted to do when we started making Larsenauts was, uh, like you mentioned, take what we learned in Farpoint and make a competitive hero shooter uh, for VR. And um, one of the things that I think is, is inherently part of that is making that accessible to everybody. Uh, so you have a huge amount of people playing um, and you have the, the game set up in a way that people can play the, the way they want to, but also still be competitive against each other. Um, so when we did things like add uh, manual reload, we still wanted to give people the option to keep the, uh, the other reload styles in there, because some people prefer that. Um, so yeah, maybe you get a bit of an advantage if you're really fast at doing the manual reload, but you get a bit of an advantage in just the other things you can do instead of reloading um, by using the automatic reload. And so I think, uh, you know, adding those features was the right thing to do um, and getting the feedback from the community was the right thing to do. Um, and we were just really happy that we could act on it so quickly. Um, That's and great. Then, yeah, look, looking at uh, the competitive part of it is, is really important for us. That's awesome. You know, yeah. I mean, because I, I started my VR journey on the PSVR, you know, as did a lot of VR enthusiasts now that I did. own PCs mm -hmm. and, and Quest and stuff. It was the um, gateway drug. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I worked around <laughs> some of the imperfections of the PSVR setup, you know, but I have always loved, 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 loved the aim controller. Having dual analogs connected to that thing and being able to aim independently is like, it's, it is how it should be done. And it is so great to be able to use that. And the reason why I bring it up is because I played a ton of Farpoint and I played a ton of Firewall and I pushed a button to reload for every single one of those matches and it never bothered me. You know, like I had no problem, you know, and like I could totally see how somebody could be completely comfortable 
with just a button automatic reload boom because i did it, i did it a million times using well, the ev controller everyone has their preferences right and and these guys absolutely crushed it by by kind of giving the community what they wanted and making making an already great game even even better mm -hmm. right like this game when you when you go into it especially on the quest you're like what this is a quest title right where's the pc running this it looks absolutely amazing it yeah. just yeah i think it's a fantastic game i think you guys did a really good job and you scratched the itch of of a genre that that everyone really wanted so props to you guys mm -hmm. yeah there aren't really <laughs> any hero shooters out there except for larsonauts on in mm -hmm. vr and i think um you know we, we really wanted to make sure that each one of the heroes was a different experience when you're playing it so you know you start out playing kalima and she's got you know two smg well I guess you have to get the two SMGs, but she plays completely different than all the other heroes, and that just doesn't exist on, on VR uh, right, right now. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So when you guys made the game, did you imagine Larsenos would be involved in events like the one that the Summer Games that Val has put together? Well, it was always our hope. <laughs> I think you, you got to look at uh, you, you build a game, um, and you have a really solid idea of what the experience is going to be like and what it can do and uh and i think just uh you know that's always been core to what we wanted to do uh make sure it's competitive make sure that the team uh dynamics and team composition which is a huge part of it so really finding a good team that you can work well together with um is the core of the game and so it's just a natural fit for something like val and and the summer games and uh we're just happy to be a part of it and uh look at how we can support it more in the future too that's great. You know, I love having a role. I really do. You know, like I love being on a squad and like having my specialty and like doing the thing that I know I do best. And like, yeah, I tried that character. I wasn't very good. Oh, I tried this hero. I wasn't very good. And then I sink into one. And it's like, mm, this is where I need to be, you know? And for me, and I think for a lot of people who play multiplayer VR, they will, ha you kind of have to go in or I ha kind of have to go in with my people, you know, like I have to like hit up Skiva or hit up some of the people who are in our discord and like find a squad because it's an intimate thing to like be side by side brothers in arms, you know, it's like mm -hmm. almost like you're in a band together, you know, like you got to vibe, you know, like I don't want to be in there with somebody who I don't vibe with. And I'm wondering, you know, when you go in, like, are you, when you're playing multiplayer VR, like, do you have that core squad? Do you try to encourage people to maybe queue up? on their own and find new teammates? You know, where are you at with that? Oh, uh, wow. So me personally, we, we can play test every day. Um, so I have the benefit of knowing basically everybody I play with <laughs> because our team, we, we, it's random teams, but we always are playing. Um, and so uh, you're always in there with your squad, nice. no, no matter what, who is on your team. Um, but you do, you do change up how you play I think we also have the the uh, the rare advantage of knowing exactly how everybody on the other team plays too, and I, I'm sure you'll see this when you get to the higher level play uh, in the wild as well. Um, but you know, I know the strategies that that my my teammates are using, but also what the the other team's going to be doing. So it's it's a lot of fun um, with with our internal play tests. But you know. I, I do hop on live servers as well a lot, and uh, it's fun just to so, like to solo play and solo queue as well. Um, mm -hmm. I do that just to kind of relax. I don't uh, I, I don't know if I'd jump in and, and expect to be completely competitive. Right. Sometimes you get a great team that communicates well. So I think you can do all of it. We do have, um, you know, you can queue up, you get in the lobby code, you can 
you can uh, join together with friends really easily. Um, and so I think it's just a great way to, to socialize as well and just chill. Yeah, I love using VR to socialize with people. It really does close the gap and make you feel like you're there, like sharing space with each other. And, you know, I think we all know that. That's why we're all invested in VR right now. But to go back a little bit about kind of the strategies and stuff, at this point in the game, like, do you see a meta forming, right? Like, are you guys having conversations internally? We're like, okay, like that, that people are using that a little much, you know? Like, do you like, how's the balancing process been for you guys so far? It's been good. Um, I think right out of the gate, we we actually had, um, I think, a pretty good uh, a pretty good set right out of the gate. Um, but of course, there's going to be little bits here and there. But um, the way we could kind of tell we were getting pretty close uh, at first was that um, everybody complained. <laughs> everybody complained about <laughs> each character. Uh, so. Every one of them was OP or Good. underpowered. Yes. Depends on who you're playing, who you're playing against, <laughs> and uh, and so that was that was cool. That was fun because you never really know. It's like maybe you you miss one and 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 they're just they're just crazy overpowered. We did have um, you know Kalima. I was mentioning her dual SMGs early on. She was a bit over overpowered, and we we brought that down, but uh, in line with what we expected uh, her her to be uh, doing. And um, you know, there's little tweaks here and there, and that's that's exactly what I expect out of a game like this. You, it's an evolving product. It's it's a the meta, like you said, is going to um, going to evolve as we see new tactics come out as well. Right. Um, but so far, it's been it's been cool to see what the community's been doing with it. And um, I think the real key is the comps. Um, that's when it's going to uh, where where that's going to be like taking it to another level and we may have to figure out some, right, some like tweaks five the arcs there. go out there and just like slide on everybody and like can't be touched and like people finding like weird broken combos and things like that <laughs> yeah although i think you know i don't know if there's any combo right now that can't be countered by skilled players with another combo like it's yeah that, it's pretty good. That is that is uh, that speaks to evidence that you might have a good game on your hands when uh, you realize, hey, you know what? Like this is actually this is working. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> so, is there like um, you know like something that you notice that a, a majority of the community kind of misses, and like once they get that vital piece of information, things kind of click? Is there like one like really good tip that you feel like you should give to maybe a new players or beginning players? Oh man, yeah. There, I mean. First of all, hop in our Discord and, and check out uh, our frequently asked questions. That's the, a key there. But, um, you know, people jump in and they're, they have trouble with VOD. <laughs> yeah. So VOD is the, the big mushroom guy who just punches everybody. Um, really good counter to him is Evander. Throw down some traps, he can't touch you. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a, just a teddy bear at that point with, with arms trying to give you a hug, but he just can't get to you. You just got to learn how to play against them and um, uh, use your overcharge, take them down, look for the weak points. Uh, there, there's a big list of stuff. It's a it's a pretty deep game, and um, uh, you know, talk to talk to other players and and find out what works. That uh, is definitely good advice. Talking to yeah. other players in the community is definitely the best way, in my opinion, to figure out like how to play and how to get comfortable into a game. Like when I found yeah. out that VOD's mohawk is a weak point, that blew my mind. I was like, oh, like man, I should be aiming exclusively at that right is that i am right yeah right? yeah for sure and uh <laughs> overcharge does like way more damage on it so um you gotta you gotta 
save your overcharge for uh, for when a VOD is charging you, and uh, and then you can just drop him really quick. It's nice. great. So Robin's Reality has come into the chat with a super chat, which is really exciting. Oh, heck yeah. Hello, Robin, and thank you for the super chat. And she wants to ask a question. And she's wondering, you know, being that you are playing a multiplayer game and uh, everyone is out there communicating and interacting with each other, how are the developers on the team ensuring safe play spaces against bullying? And are there any kind of block report features um, or is it easy to find new players? Yeah, absolutely. It's important in any multiplayer game to, to have a good community. Um, and we knew, you know, as we're on the Oculus platform, there's a, a lot of ways to to report and block through the Oculus platform. And it's really important that we do that and keep uh, a good community there. Um, you know, it's really important to have uh, community advocates as well. And we've got a lot of really good players who are, are making sure that it's a positive play space. Um, and, you know, hopping in Discord, getting to know people, making sure that you have those positive connections as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, getting getting in there like that. Of course, we do have some built-in game things as well, like being able to mute players. Um, that's always important, even if it's not just right. a... Uh, you just don't want to listen to the dog barking. Um, <laughs> there's, there's stuff like that. And, uh, and then we do have ways for you to just choose who you play with by using lobby codes and, and stuff like that as well. So if you've got a crew that you always just want to run with and don't want to deal with, um, you know, random Randoms. people doing random things, <laughs> you can do that. Mm -hmm. I, really important question. And I think that's a really good, uh, uh, you know, a reflection of the VR community. It's, it's relatively small compared to um, the PC community. And I just want to make sure that... Uh, you know, we're all doing what we can to keep it uh, really positive and, and a, a welcoming place for, for new players. That's really appreciated because never before in history has that been so important to do. You know, virtual reality provides a sense of presence that is just unbelievably close to reality for the, the technology that we're using. You know, like when someone gets in your face, you back up. You know what I mean? And there are a lot of communities out there, multiplayer game, VR game communities that um, basically like give these good games a bad name because you can almost expect that you're going to have that kind of behavior when you just load into a random lobby. Um, when you guys release the game, is it kind of this like, like crossing your fingers kind of thing, like praying that everyone just stays nice, you know, <laughs> like, like how's that experience been? You always hope for that, but also I think you know the the style of game we're making. It's uh, we set out to make a lighthearted take on on the hero shooter. Um, so uh, we just hope that players bring that lightheartedness to the game with them as well. Um, and it's it's uh, you know community management as well, and and looking at uh, making sure that people are are having a good time. And I think you know generally people want to be want to have fun and want to want to do this stuff. So. Um, uh, just supporting that wherever we can. That's fantastic. You know, what's, yeah. uh, what's, what can you share um, about the roadmap? You know, what are the, the next exciting features that players can look forward to? Yeah, I mean, like, like you, were, you just mentioned, we do have a roadmap, and it's, it's published. Um, you can see that we have a very large update coming. It's the fall update, and I can't tell you too much more than what's already on our roadmap, but you can see that we do have a new map and a new mode, and a new character on there, and uh, it's uh, that's a lot of content. It's very exciting. I can't wait to share more. But 
at the moment. Wow. That's all I can so say. So it's more than just a new map and a new character. Maybe uh, some, I don't know, some balance changes, right? Maybe a new feature or a new game mechanic. Who knows? But stay tuned um, to uh, where, where do you guys update on your Discord? Yeah, uh, we'll yeah we'll announce it everywhere. Discord, Facebook, yeah. But hop into Discord, chat with us, and uh, you know we got a lot of our developers on there too, and you can uh, yeah hang out. Yeah, I love it. What are you thinking, Skiva? Cool. I'm thinking I want to go play some Larsenauts right now. <laughs> Bye, guys. We're going to play some Larsenauts. <laughs> uh, um, all, right, all right, Greg. So I guess uh, we should maybe think about wrapping this up. Um, yeah. Who's your character? You know, who's the go-to? Oh, man. I play Chi a lot. Uh, I also play Vander. I, two of my favorites. Um, yeah. Try them both out, for I sure. I was playing Ark, dude. I, I was loving oh, that Ark. Sliding around like crazy, man. You can't hit me. You can't. Yeah. You can't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> it's too good. I, I could see cool. you as a VOD, Skiba. Yeah, I do. I do like him. I like punching people. <laughs> um, Punched my monitor too many times. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's super fun to play. Yeah. Greg Corman, no. is there anything that we missed? Anything that uh, that bears repeating before we let you go? I mean, just uh, you know, new players every day. Hop in there, have some fun, and uh, we'd love to see you there. Greg Corman, founder of Impulse Gear, an amazing company that has brought us amazing VR games. Thank you so much for what you're doing for us and the VR community. Please keep up the good work, and we are in your corner. We are rooting for you, and we Heck will yeah. see you in Larson. Thanks so much for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. All right, sounds Absolutely. good. See Bye. you later. Bye-bye. Bye, Greg. Bye. That was great. That was awesome. Yeah. Dude. Larsenauts, man. One of, one of the biggest multiplayer VR games in VR. Impulse gear. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, dude. I, I really, dude, I really, really loved, um, loved, like, PSVR, like, like we talked about, was my, was my first VR headset. And, uh, and getting into, um, well, why am I spacing on the name right now? I'm tired, I guess. Um, uh, Farpoint? Farpoint, yeah. Dude, that game really made me sweat. Like, for real. Like, I had to take the headset off a few times and be like, oh, my God, I can't even handle this right now. Dude, and it's like a movie. There's, like, a it really is. good story. And, I mean, I know we were just talking about Larsenauts, but, mm -hmm. I mean, when Impulse Gear announced that they had a new game coming out, yeah. I was so hyped because yeah. Farpoint was so good. And yeah. if you haven't played Farpoint on PSVR, and whenever you, like, see a, a PSVR on Craigslist or OfferUp or whatever for, like, 100 bucks, scoop it. Just to play Farpoint. Seriously, it's yeah. that good. It is. It's good, good stuff. So PSVR, right? We've been talking about it, and um, it's still pretty good. You know, it's a little blurry, right? The inputs are not as dynamic as your controllers, your touch controllers on the Quest or, um, you know, your index controllers, right? But it's still doing work over there, right? Especially for specific types of games. You know, like the moves were kind of a pain in the ass to use for Skyrim, but I actually got really good at it. Uh, but still, you have to like, if I could, if I had to go back to that right now, it would be like learning the language again. You know, like it's not yeah. intuitive at all. Yeah. Um, and it depends really on on the game that's implemented the the movement system, right? Like I talked about Fract on the last episode, and they really made right. it intuitive, and they did a great job with uh, with with making those move controllers not obnoxious to use. Well, there yeah. are, are a few games where the move controller makes perfect sense, right? And yeah. one of them, of course, is Beat Saber because you're, yeah. like, holding a sword in your hand or whatever. And another one, frankly, is uh, a game that they is often brought up in the same conversation, 
and that is Synth Riders. Yes. Synth Riders, Synth Riders. is available to play be played on the PSVR. It's on Quest. It's on PC VR. Mm-hmm. It is, I don't know, arguably the most popular rhythm game in the shadow of PC. Yeah. Game, if, if I, I think it is, that. man. I, I mean, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's great. Yeah. I love it. And, yeah. um, you know, we made a mixed reality video um, for the Haptics integration back mm-hmm. in the day. And that has been my most like upvoted and liked B haptics promotional video. Oh, that's cool. That's yep. good to know, man. I had a lot of fun making that video with you. Yeah, that, that was, was great. great. And the reason why I forced this conversation into this is because Synth Riders is actually a part of our Virtual Athletics League event, Summer yes. Games. And I suppose we should bring on our Synth Riders guest. We have someone from the Synth Riders team, everybody. And we are going to bring on Anne Marie Bartholomew. Emery Whirl Bartholomew. She's Whirl42 on Twitter, and she's the community manager for Synth Riders, and I believe Cluj Interactive. But I'm going to get some specific, the specifics on that. So, <laughs> hello, Anne Marie. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. How are you going? Good Doing, to meet you both. Yes, this yeah, is fantastic. you as well. Thank you so much for joining us, Anne Marie Bartholomew. That's how you say that, right? Close. Close. Oh. It's a big mouthful of a surname. It's Bartholomeus. But Seriously, just call me Wirral. It's much shorter. <laughs> wow. Sounds, sounds Greek. Am I, am I close there? I am German. I'm, oh, okay. Okay. You can hear my German accent, can't you? Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome, Wirral, to the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. You are the community manager. Now, is this for Cluj Interactive or is it for Synthrider specifically? Well, Synthrider specifically being Kluge's first main title that, um, that that we've got, we do have other titles that we're we're working on now that um, we're sort of moving in that direction. But yeah, Synthriders is the is the lead product. So, uh, and I kind of wear three hats: so product, community, and QA are my three main areas that I hang out in. Typical disciplinary. Yeah. Typical teams. community <laughs> manager. You know, you can only you, you only use one title. You know, like I feel yeah, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wear a stack of hats. I've got a really large stack of hats, you know. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> like you... I have many headsets. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. It's a pleasure to have you here with us. Um, Synth Riders is involved in the Virtual Athletics League. Is this uh, the first time that you guys have been involved in nope. one of these organized competitive things? Or is this... Nope, this uh... is the second one. Actually, 12 months ago, we did the Summer Games last year and we had a, had a tournament. And our, our three world champions were crowned, and uh, it was very exciting. So this time we're we're doing it again for summer games, and we've run our, our qualifications already. So that's already been whittled down. With and for something different, we've got PSVR launched. So we're actually doing a PSVR qualification as well, um, which has been really kind of good. That, that is so awesome. Block- you know, before we pulled you on, we were talking about the PSVR, and you know, we were and when we were talking to uh, Greg from Impulse Gear. We talked about how PSVR for a lot of people really is their entry point. You know, I came from PSVR, so did Skiva. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people in our community started with PSVR, and some of them didn't start YouTube channels and spent thousands of dollars on equipment and stayed with the PSVR, you know? So these are still people who are passionate about virtual reality. Do they just, you know, don't want to spend the additional resources or they're happy with what they have or whatever it is. Um, and they oftentimes feel like they're getting the short end of the stick, you know? They're, like, not included in all these amazing, awesome events and stuff, so... That is fantastic to hear that PlayStation Ooh. VR owners can participate. And I have to say, you know, in our qualification, like one of the one of the players who qualified top on PSVR would have qualified top ten. 
on the non-PSVR. So they've done amazingly well, given they've only had the game for a very short period of time. So it wow. just showed that, that the PlayStation competitors, once we go cross-play, uh, the scores that they've all set will all roll in together really neatly. Uh, and that is our intention. We do want to go cross-play as, as soon as we can and bring the multiplayer across to that as well. We have cross-play multiplayer is our, is our aim. Because that's the big thing about synth riders is, is we love the multiplayer. That is uh, where, where so much fun happens. Social multiplayer is such a hoot. Totally. And uh, we, we want PSVR players to come join that party too. And your point about um, PSVR being a, an entry point is so important. Like I think about it as, you know, the original instant on VR. You know, people who come from PSVR, my, my, my PCVR. My background's PCVR, so I know what's involved in having to set myself up. I've got to power this up and do this and make sure this is all working. There is an attraction to me being able to walk over to that PlayStation console, which is sitting over there, uh, and just go, boop, and have VR. It's totally. Like, you know, 20 seconds from immersion. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, yeah. uh, and Sony, Sony deserve a lot of credit for really pushing VR into the consumer space hard. A, and it's so it? encouraging yeah. to see them... Um, continue to do that now. I'd like to talk about PSVR too. Super exciting. It's one of the reasons I'm so excited for PSVR too, right? Because it's one of those, it's it's a system you'd walk over to it, you hit the button and you're in VR. There's no messing with it. There's no, oh, that didn't work. Reboot this. Let's restart this mm -hmm. headset or this base station. It just works. And that is one of the yep. best features of the PlayStation VR, in yep. my opinion. So. So many people have PlayStations, you know, mm -hmm. and Sony's made it so easy to create content. You know, like I got into content creation because it was I, all I had to do was hit record. Like, boom, there you so go. Hit that share button on the controller. That's, That's all you have to do. Done. And post it straight to YouTube. And like, there you are. You're a VR mm -hmm. content creator. You're contributing. You're a part of the world. And that's all it takes. You know, it's like the spark. It's the push. And it's there pushing millions of people. And it's awesome. So, again, kudos and thank you to ensuring that. PSVR owners don't feel like they're getting some kind of like subpar VR experience because it's still compelling technology. And it's it's one of the best experiences that I could personally think of to have on the PlayStation, right? Because the PlayStation, as you know, you have to be standing in front of the camera. It's you can't, you know, really be spinning around doing things in Synth Riders. You're you're standing there and you're riding this platform and you're you're hitting all the things and it is just the perfect. You know what I mean? The it, it really it is. And yeah. like and like even in like Beat Saber, for example, I would get so I would literally if I'm playing Expert Plus on PSVR back in the day, mm -hmm. I would take all my clothes off because my <laughs> swings would disappear behind my legs and my shorts and stuff and like the optical light would get blocked by my body so i would strip down to like my underwear if i'm playing a really hard song because i need to get rid of everything i can well, that's going to obstruct my tracking well, and in synth riders pro tip ladies and gentlemen yeah, pro tip get naked <laughs> but you don't have to when you're playing synth riders because your hands stay out in front of you you're never really encouraged to like let your hand disappear behind you or like reach mm -hmm. for something that's like way off in the distance or anything it's all very like here and compact and comfortable so it's probably like one of i would i would say it's like one of the games that makes the most sense to play on psvr yeah i agree i agree i like i like your thinking yeah and, and it's one of the sad things about about the way we had to port to psvr was not being able to bring 360 mode across with us and so that's one of the things i'm super excited about psvr 2 being inside out tracking being able to actually bring that turning play, the turning gameplay that we have, which is just so <laughs> so crazy, being able to bring that across as well. But yeah, I have to say, like I've I've really enjoyed picking out the move controllers. Such a different thing because I say I do most of my my playing on on Vive, so I'm used to having the the behemoth 
the heaviest in class <laughs> vibe ones. You know, I'm the only person still using them. Um, <laughs> so coming to the move, it's like it's not only is it lighter, but the balance is really different. And having the soft tops on them means every time I come to play those gold notes, it's like, yeah, there's no bruises. Right. <laughs> there's no soft tops, you're smashing dude. hands. It's so good. <laughs> That is that is a fair point. It's like a nice cushy thing if yeah. you smack somebody with that yeah. thing. Well, well, those glowing ball things, right? Like if you happen to catch them through the nose hole, it just makes sense because it looks like you're holding the actual ball in the game, oh, right? Yeah, right? It's good stuff. Actually, yeah, we did have someone in community who said we needed to change the colors to match the colors that you've picked in game, and and I'm kind of going, I like that yeah, idea. That's I really a good do idea. Like that idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of kind of agitated every time I catch sight. It's like it's not the right color. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's been it's been really good to to get to know a whole new community, and they're a really different community as well, because they're a very long established community. They have uh, their own way of being, which is very different to the quest community and very different to the PCBR community. So each each community has a different flavor, and they're trying to bring them all together. Oh, is, that's uh, so weird! A lot of fun. Isn't that weird? It is weird. That's weird. <laughs> I find that so strange that like the community of PSVR owners like has like it's like a different person. You know, yeah. like here's a PSVR owner and here's a Quest owner. Well, yeah, it is wild, right? Because yeah. with the Quest, you can turn around, you can play that 360 mode. You don't have to worry about even with PCVR, right? Sometimes you spin too many times and all of a sudden you wrapped up your legs. You know what I mean? But well, it, it's great on the Quest. I, I mean, that's how I prefer to play yeah. Synthriders personally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's it is uh, it's different, and it's it's like you said that instant on thing. So you you get a very different kind of a player. So a, like a PCVR player, they're used to having to deal with technical issues. So they tend to be incredibly. Uh, they, they really want to help you when it comes to being a you know <laughs> a community mm -hmm. manager or doing QA or problem solving. They really want to want to get in and get down and dirty with all of the details and like here's my log files and everything. Whereas Quest is being that instant on. It's a different generation of player. So they tend to go, my stuff isn't working. And you you have to kind of give them that, um, that, that the steps totally. you need to, to be able to get the info you need to be able to sort problems. And I mean, and that's, sort of that's probably something that, that needs sort of to happen. Between those two communities. And that's probably something that needs to happen for VR to hit the level of like mainstream appeal that we want it to, right? Like you can't have, you know, millions of people troubleshooting. Like these things do just have to work at the end of the day, you know? Mm -hmm. So it does make sense that, you know, as the numbers of VR grow, we start to see people who have that kind of expectation from their experience. 100%. Yeah, it's a really good, good, and it's been a really good stepping up process for us as a, as a developer as well, getting used to how that all works. You know, how does a community work and how do you handle the different attitudes as they change and how does your community change over time? I mean, Synthroider's community has been going since 2018. It's, um, it's, it's quite getting quite mature now. And um, yeah, how do you balance all of the, the players and the, the way they, they interact together? You know, one so, of the things that I think cool. people love about Synthriders is the variety of music that they can play. You know, like there are like a handful of very well-known artists that you guys have collaborated with. And, you know, there are people who, you know, feel like they're almost strong-armed into like EDM stuff when they go to play rhythm games. And I feel like Synth Riders does a great job of offering unique, different soundtracks, different vibes. You know, you have that like roaring 20s style pack and stuff like that. Um, and then you have the pack, like my favorite with Offspring. Hell yeah. And Offspring is insanely famous and yep. super, super huge. So I'm curious, like how, like what are the responses like to some of these collaborations? Like, was it big for you guys when all of a sudden you're dropping self-esteem in synth writers? Like, did you guys see a big uptick, like a, a big surge of excitement? You know, what's it like when you partner up with these artists? 
definitely. And I have to say, the, the musical pedigree that comes from Kludge. So when you think about Kludge Interactive, it used to be a music magazine. That was its, It was originally called Kludge Magazine. So that's oh. the pedigree here. Yeah, a long, long time ago. So the, the CEO, Arturo, used to run this music magazine. You can, you can look it up. There's a whole history of it on the, on the website. But it was a music magazine. And then the partnership between Arturo and Abraham, who's our creative director, so Arturo's CEO, Abraham was a DJ. He was like a DJ. So music is is at the heart of everything in Cluj. And, and we, everybody in Cluj loves music, really, really loves music, forever throwing playlists around to each other going, you know, hey, I've heard this artist or, hey, this is what I'm listening to this week. You know, let's have a, let's have a jam on this playlist. Let's talk about it. And so your music is really broad. And so... When we, when we sort of go through this process of picking these different styles, it comes because we're always looking at different styles. Who wants to listen to the same stuff day in, day out? And because we're talking about this stuff, that long history of music is, is part of you know, what we want to do. But all the music that we bring through needs to have one common thing, which is that it needs to feel good to play in synthritis. And so the mapping is all around what, what makes you feel the music that you're listening to and really plugging that player straight into the song and getting the map out of the way. So that, that's how we, we sort of our ethos ethos there. It's a little bit different to just straight choreography. It's not just doing dance moves. It's it's you're playing the music. You can feel the part. You're picking up different instruments and things like that. So, yeah, it's cool. And then uh, when we get an artist like a, like Offspring or, or Muse, it really just makes that, that leap. There's a huge amount of pressure that comes from having such a big name because you want to really do them justice, right. especially when you know, for example, that Offspring or Muse are going to play the song. There's nothing that, nothing more terrifying than seeing the, the video of, you know, the drummer from Muse playing his song in your game. It's <laughs> That's terrifying. That's so cool. That's so <laughs> it's cool. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah Matt oh, Bellamy's, man. like, filming Dominic playing, on the, playing Synth Riders with the quest on it. Wow. It's, just, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and knowing the same thing with Caravan Palace, you know, knowing that, that they, they play the music, and they do. They do play this stuff because they're, they're really keen. To, uh, to sort of see how people are interacting with their music going forward. So, yeah, it, it introduces you to a new group of people um, and it, it introduces music to a group of people who would never have heard it. So a lot of people who may come to synth writers who may be maybe younger, who've never heard of what the offspring are or never heard of Pennywise or never heard of Bad Religion or, you know, um, or Rancid, my personal favourite, Rancid. Nice. Um, wow, yeah. never heard of any of it. Yeah, I'm bomb, uh, love with a scar. <laughs> Whenever you introduce these new people, like people who've never heard a genre, um, playing a map can actually change how you feel about a song. And I've had that personal experience so many times where we've picked up a song and I've gone, eh, I'm not really sure about this. Then I get a map and it just changes my mind about it. And so there's something magical about that mixing of movement and music that, that makes a really special recipe. That's such but, yeah. a good thing to say. Thank you for saying that. That was beautifully said. Um, that is that is. And it's VR, like VR is really the thing that takes this shit to the next level, you know, like um, Dance Dance Revolution, cool, right? Like Gamer, uh, what the hell, Guitar Hero, cool. But when you are truly immersed and like it's surrounding you and you have the headphones on, um, it is, it's like transcendal, you know, like my dad has like angel voices on a fucking playlist at his house now you know like he doesn't listen to edm but <laughs> he got a quest started playing rhythm games and now he's like got these tracks and it's like because now he's connected with it in a completely different way mm -hmm. you know i personally believe that we all have latent musical ability within us you know it, whether or not it's just as simple as slamming on the rain dance or you can shred on a guitar but we all have 
the ability to connect with music in a very profound way. And VR rhythm games, it's like the middle way point between pretending and actually playing an instrument. You know, like the musical, the music is reacting to what you're doing and you're executing it. So it's kind of like you're becoming a musician um, without having to learn how to play it. And that's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. You get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. And I, I sort of have these moments where I go, and this is my job. <laughs> Things could I be have worse. Said, you know, and... I have the best job in the world. I really, really do believe that. It's, you do. it's That's... having that feeling yeah. every day of being able to jump in, be immersed and go, yeah, this is the, this is such a great experience. So yeah, I, I love the process and I, and I love the way our players react as well when they jump into things like the experiences as well. Like when you add that extra layer, it's not just the physical movements and the movements mapping to the music, but then you add the complete visuals that match. Wow. That adds it. That and you, know, you just keep stepping it up and up and up. Yeah. It's amazing. Let's take that to the next level, right? Because, because there's a couple levels actually, because when you first play, when I first played synth riders, one of the things that I noticed was the incredible use of haptics in the controllers, how you feel those rails as, as you're going and you, you feel every one of those collisions as it's coming through across and hitting your controller. And then to take it up another level, you guys have integration in with B haptics and you feel that you feel the music and you feel that stuff like through your whole body. And it's just absolutely incredible experience. Have you had a chance really, really to try like it with the B haptics world? I haven't. I haven't. I did. I'm like, can I please send me the suit? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. It, it is <laughs> epic. They're not sending me the suit. It is epic. But no, it does. Yeah, it does get passed around the dev team. So the, the whoever the current developer is that's that's looking after the B haptics integration. Nice. Uh, I think it's just changed hands. So yeah, I'm I'm keen to to have a try of that. You should definitely like put your name in the hat for like mm -hmm. a weekend at least with it, especially working so intimately with the game because you know all of a sudden you hit the rail and it's like <clears throat> like it is like powerful it's, it's really next level man yeah. it is really good integration yeah. i was very surprised at how well it really really worked it, it really connects only, you with it it's the only rhythm game at least on the quest that is like readily available and good to go that has such an integration you know like you can just mm -hmm. throw the vest on boom jump into sith riders and right away it's like yeah totally immersive it's completely awesome it's uh, really great to have a rhythm game like that that has the behaptic support mm. Yep, yep, definitely. And I think having just having had access to that suit, like it really helped the dev team to be creative with it as well. And to, you know, those sorts of things are really exciting to our, our creative director. He just it's like, yeah, I'm in for that. Right. Like talking about the haptics on the rails, you know, if I tell you that our, our creative director was a skater, was an inline oh, skater and a very good sense. inline skater and mm -hmm. things like surfing and inline skating are, are there again in the DNA of the company. That explains a lot. <laughs> I really, the moment I found that I like, I'm like, well, okay, that explains why the rails are the way that they are um, completely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, and you know, yeah. one of the things that you guys really have going for you over at Synthriders is the live integration too. Like being able to have like mixed reality streams and like mixed reality videos and stuff like that. Like, I don't like, if you're a developer, you got to do this, <laughs> you know, like it yeah, is so important. It's critical. It's so important. So, so video creators can, can express themselves the way that they want to using the game and make a video that represents how they feel when they're playing it. Yeah. Yep. Live. I don't know why every game <laughs> doesn't have live by default. Like if you, you, if you want to sell your game and you want to show people what it's like to play your game, you got it. You got to have live integration. I mean, you got to let people see what they're in for. And I think, you know, synth is one of the most 
uh, one of the best examples of that for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just looks great. It's a beautiful game. Um, and to actually see people, you know, I don't know that I maybe would have understood if I didn't play it myself or seen it with live integration, but it really shows you, you know, exactly yep. what you're in for. Totally, totally agree. Yeah. I mean, that was where I first started playing the game was, was playing it on stream. That's before, before I joined, joined Kluge was streaming back in 2018 and in mixed reality. And there weren't many of us doing it at the time, but um, yeah, I've been doing doing MR for a long, long, long time, and I've 100% you know, from before time before Live was actually a thing, uh, the old way where you had to do the manual composition in OBS. And oh, yeah, oh. I 100% believe that if you can't if you can't communicate mixed reality, if you can't communicate what it means to be in the game, you're not going to get people to jump across that that bridge into VR from being outside of VR. You have to have as many tools at your disposal to yes. communicate what does it mean. And Oculus, the you know, they acknowledge this by making the the MR toolkit in Oculus like that's there integrated from day one uh, for so many games that? as well. Yeah. Do people use Oculus mixed reality? <laughs> they do. Oh. I, 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 that's a real question. I don't know. Well, don't now know. you know it's it's really gotten a lot better now uh, and a lot easier because now with the Oculus uh, integration, you also don't need a green screen. So, yeah, but that's the quality is totally. I know. Suffer. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I know, and it, it depends, right? I if guess, you're standing up against a wall or something. That, that, um, but there are lots of tools that use the Oculus MR toolkit built in as well. So, for example, Live. Live for Oculus, the live, live workflow for Oculus uses mm. the Oculus um, MR toolkit built in. So that allows you to to cast that, that third person view. And I wouldn't overlook, like when we're thinking about, for example, TikTok purchasing uh, Pico, when you Ooh, think about a social yeah. platform that's involved in small small chunk content creation, purchasing a platform, Facebook owning, owning Oculus, it's no surprise that it's very easy and they're talking about doing mixed reality as being the thing. So. I would say their end game will be to be able to, you know, I'm playing, I'm playing in VR, I stick my phone behind me and I can, no green screen, push the button that shares my content to everybody. They're trying to make it as easy as possible to share mixed reality content. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, there are definitely people who do use the, the Oculus um, mixed reality toolkit. It's, well, um, that's good. I'm yeah. glad cool. that people are yeah. using that because yeah. I don't know, I saw it and I was like, cool, I'm going to keep using live and doing what i do <laughs> and, yeah. well you also have a pc and you have access to all that stuff and so, that's true you know that's true yeah it's so, definitely a high quality if you look at the people yeah. like reality mixer and, and live look at both of their workflows for um for the phone have a look at their workflows they're kind of scary they're mm. kind of scary and the technology is just going whoop, ramping up really really quick and it's 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 amazing stuff when you sort of see it and it's and it's done really well um, yeah, it's only going to get better. It's not going to get worse. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I look to forward watch. to seeing where this all goes, right? With with how we're yeah. able to represent what it's like to play these games by visually showing people, you know, through things like YouTube and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, well, we're going to let you go here in another minute or so. Mm-hmm. But I did want to ask you, um, you know, are there any like common misconceptions about synth riders that you'd like to clear up or like, you know, like any kind of like good PSAs that you think are necessary, you know, something that kind of bears repeating, you know, something that's important about synth riders that we should mention. Yep. Um, the most common thing that people do, people always draw the comparison with, with Beat Saber and it's really important to think about, they actually had parallel development. So it wasn't that one was first and then one came later. They're actually with development in parallel development, just one release first before the other. The biggest thing I would tell people, if you're playing the game for the first time, please explore the options. There are so many settings, it's not funny. If you're finding that, that the, uh, the songs are not big enough for you, like you feel like you want to move more, 
scale up the play area. It's right there under calibration. Um, change the colors. You know, you can change the colors for everything. If you're someone who has color blindness, you can individually set note textures. Mm. And you can color each note with its own note texture to make it really easy to see what you're doing. Um, but yeah, please just explore the options. Change your audio settings. Mix your, you, every single sound in the game, you can balance those independently. If you don't like the special sounds, if they're too scary, turn them down. Turn them up, turn them down, whatever you like. But yeah, definitely explore all the options. There's so many. We give you heaps and heaps of control. On the um, PlayStation, for example, most people should go in. If, you're, if you've got a PS Pro or a PS5, go turn up the walls and go turn up that visual clarity options and you'll get the, the best possible thing. But yeah, explore the settings. That's the most important thing. Explore the settings, explore the modifiers. Turn left and look on that left panel. Don't jump to conclusions, and, people. Fun. All right? Don't yeah. think that, you know, this, oh, this is, sin no, it's not. All right? It's what you <laughs> want it to be. Get into those settings. Get your hands dirty. Make it. So it works yep. perfectly for you because they have put a lot yep. of time and energy into giving you the options to make it exactly what you need it to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You got it. Synth Riders is, uh, is still a part of the Virtual Athletics League going on until the end of the weekend. If uh, you've got skills, if you've got flow and rhythm and you're ready to, to prove it to everybody. This is the time. This is the time. Yep. Get in there and get a high score, and apparently you can These even do well. These finals are going to be crazy. The, the the people who are playing are, are really really top notch, and the, when it's broadcast, you want to see high level play. It's it's very very exciting. Do you think you're good? People? Speaking speaking of high level play, we have Hey Falcon in the chat. Now that guy, that guy knows how to play this game. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he knows how to move. Yes, he does. That's yes, the important he does. thing, you know. And and that's he the does. advice that I'm going to give everybody about rhythm games is like. Maybe play, you know, if you're self-conscious or whatever, like play by yourself, close the doors, lock them, put a fucking padlock on there if you need to, and let go. Have fun. Move your body. Let it mm -hmm. out because that is what Synth Riders is capable of bringing to you. So, World, yes. thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Um, we're excited to Thanks. see the future of Synth Riders, and uh, we're excited to see the high scores people put up this weekend. Heck yeah. yeah crazy. Thank you. We'll Bye. be in touch. Ooh, have a good one. Thanks so Bye. much. Uh, well, you know what we should do here is we should. Uh, is there anyone in the chat that doesn't have synth writers? Because we got some codes. Oh, yeah, we should give some of those away. What do you think? Here? Yeah, sure. I mean, as, as long as people take them, you know, that's this my own true. thing. It's like if we're gonna this drop them. Somebody better like be on that copy paste redemption. You know, this is true. Let's see. Uh, so, so they did mention to us here that, that these are for Quest, but if you really want the Steam version, they will exchange it for you. So just, uh, so just let us know. But there's, that's not going to happen because if it gets put out there and somebody with a Quest can redeem it, they will. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So uh, you know, I have a feeling we might have a couple extra game codes um, for Discord after the show too. yeah so if yep. uh, you don't get a code and you wish you did and you're feeling sad and you know you want a little pick me up come and say hi to us in discord and uh, maybe we'll give you a free vr game I don't know. Ooh, who doesn't want a free vr Dude, game right? we, we started youtube channels to get free vr games you guys don't even have to do that you can just come to our come discord with us. Yeah, we'll give you games it's easy that's, that's all you need it's easy. So there's so. a there's a code there in the chat. Someone, uh, if you could just let us know if you got it, that would be great. That way uh, we don't have to worry that it went uh, unclaimed. But if you don't have Synth Riders, man, this is your chance to get an amazing rhythm it's game fun. with fantastic, colorful visuals that will just blow your mind. And it's got, so. and in my opinion, it's like 
easier to get into than Beat Saber if we're just going to continue to make the comparisons. But mm -hmm. like, I think, you know, Beat Saber might even be a little intimidating. You know, you're like attacking the music, whereas like Synth Riders, you're like really like participating in the music. You know, it's like, you're, yep. not, you're not fighting it like you are in Beat Saber. When I'm in Beat Saber, I'm like attacking that shit. Not, not the case in Synth Riders. Yep. So anyone, someone, anyway, somebody take that code and Ashley got it. Sold me on the haptics experience. Yo, that's right. Oh, beta. sweet. That's right. Awesome. That's right. We're all about the haptics. Drop one more in there and then somebody yeah. else claim that one. And then if you want another one, come see us on discord. All right. We are dropping one more synth writers code. Man, I'm so excited for someone having their like their their first synth writers experience, right? And it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's a pleasure and an honor to be able to provide that. Mm -hmm. um, hey, Park, how's it going, dude? Thanks for being here and hanging out for the show. I'm glad that uh, you're able to make it. Eric for president is here. What's up, Chilling Eric? In the chat. How's it going, guys? Thank everyone for coming today. Really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. What the shark? Also scrolling up and seeing what the shark up there. If you're still here, thanks for being here and um, being a part of the Between Realities community. Um, we have more guests today. We're not we done. do. <laughs> we do have more guests. We are not done. Like we're gonna keep talking to the amazing people behind some of these fantastic VR games. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I'm this is it. awesome. Yeah, for sure. All right, so next. Yeah, are you queued up over there? I am. I am just about ready here to make this call. All right, well, there is a, uh, a this is pretty new, isn't it, this game? This it is. Relatively new. It is. I mean, it's not super new. It's probably been out for, what, a month or two? A month or two. Well, yeah. it's been out for long enough to get involved with the Virtual Athletics League for mm -hmm. the summer games this weekend, and the game is called Forever Bowl. Yep. This is the immersive and multiplayer Yes. Bowling game. It's a, it is a great Oculus experience Quest. to hop in with your friends and all go bowling, right? Especially during a pandemic, you don't want to touch all these, <laughs> touch all these balls that everyone else is touching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's just it. You don't right. want to touch the same balls that everybody else has been touching. And, um, you know, we are excited to say that from the Forever Bowl team, which is now called Forever Games, we have joining us the Chief Creative Officer and Co-Founder, Michael Doom. Hello, Michael Doom. How you doing, man? What's going on, guys? I'm doing well. How are yo, you? Yo, 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 Awesome. We're doing great. We're happy to have you here. Thank you for joining us on Between Realities, the yes. VR podcast of your dreams. Wow, look at that sweet logo behind his head there. Check that out. Dude. It's all oh, lit you up. And... You ready for it? Oh, you yeah. For it? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Oh, oh, oh. oh Forever cool. <laughs> like, look at all the modes, Dude, right? Stop, nice. don't, the LEDs, right? Hooray. Super You're going to make our monitor <laughs> explode if you don't stop that, bro. Like, it's like, I, know, I can right? feel the energy surging from that sign on the stuff. wall. That's good stuff. For, Forever Games is the name of the company. Um, that's pretty cool. Did you? Is there some meaning behind it? You know, How'd you guys land on Forever? Yeah, there is there's a hundred percent meaning behind it. So idea is we want to make games you want to play forever. Just oh. straight up. Like it's so yeah. and when, when we look at it, it's uh we've been playing uh playing, we've been bowling. Uh, you, you don't play bowl, you bowl. Yeah, that's right? right. Um so we've been bowling, I don't know, I've been doing it since uh doing um I don't know, high school, early high school, right? We we uh, me and the producer were uh uh, in a death metal band, still are. And oh, yeah. uh, nice, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. I'm a huge death metal um, fan, like, not even kidding. I love it. 
Oh no way, dude! So okay, so we're we're the Misfits meets Napalm Death. Oh Let's wow, go. that sounds amazing. Let's go. Hey, right? What's the name wow. of your band? Um, oh yeah, I'll, well, I'll send it over. I'll send it over. It's silly and fun, but yeah, no. So after we do shows or like after after sets, we go bowl all the time, and so it's one of those games where you can spend a lifetime, you know, just getting better at it. Um, and improving. And what is it? So when I when I started, when I left uh, uh, real world bowling, I was about average in about a 125. And so I, I'm like, you know what, I want to get better. How am I going to get better? I want to bowl with my bros over um, uh, over uh, over this pandemic. Yeah. So we made a game that you can play forever. So we have like, we think right? the physics are close to reality to allow us to uh, get better at it. So that's kind of where Forever Bowl came from, right? Um, uh, in the Forever kind of brand. Nice. I like it. Do you think you're achieving that? Like, after this pandemic and after you've developed this game for the past, you know, year or two, like, do you think you're going you're gonna to have a higher average when you get back into the lanes? So have tried it and totally do. No way. That's oh, I, so oh dude, I scored, so, so, so we met for the first time, right? Because it was like a total hypothesis through this entire thing. So we're like, are we really getting better? Are we just blowing <laughs> smoke, right? So it's like I'm, it's like the whole thing I've been selling to everybody. It's like we're doing the rock band effect, right? You know when you play rock band and do like the drums? When you go up, you can legitimately right. play drums. It's kind of nuts. So I'm trying to I'm trying to do that with with uh, with bowling. So we really tried to mimic. We went to a bowling alley, um, uh, a closed down bowling alley, uh, Kearney Mesa Bowl down in San Diego. Rest in peace. They're, they they've shut down unfortunately. Uh-huh. Um, but we went there and we're just like, okay, how are we doing this, right? What's like the what's the proper mechanics for us? How do how how is it gonna go down? Fast forward today, we we had our very first all hands up in San Francisco a few months ago, and yeah, I rolled better. I rolled a one seventy five. Let's go, <laughs> dude! Wow, never have done that in my real life, like. Never. So I could say, hands down, for me, I became a better bowler by playing our game, legitimately. So check. Go us. Wow. <laughs> so, so have you guys ever had an opportunity to put somebody who, like, shreds that bowling in there? Like, somebody who can roll a 300, you know? Like, how do they... Adapt? Dude, we try to all the time. So, right? Because so I'm like a casual bowler. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably more what most of the U.S. is, is where it's like, I go there, I've done it, like, once a month, right? Maybe... I go there with friends. I can roll on okay, right? Um, I've been okay style. Um, but I was really just wanting to get as many people in there as possible because when you, like you guys know, when you're developing VR, it's the biomechanics by how you move and how we interpret it as developers straight up different comparatively to everybody on earth. So I like my bowling style would be coming in. I'd hold up in front of me, kind of roll in. But, dude, you got two-handed rolling styles, right? right. You have, like, side kind of arm rolling styles. You have folks that kind of, like, do, like, a wider arc when coming down. So, yeah, we put out an APB of, hey, pro bowlers, we need you. Come play our game. What do you think? So we really developed the initial throw off of um, uh, Johnny 300 down in Kearney Mesa Bowl. So he was the manager, and he was just showing us, like, pedantically, like, okay, this is where you're doing the spin. This is how much you put on it. This is the forces that get enacted on it. And we're just running through, rolling bowling balls down like at two miles an hour, right? Going, look at the spin. See how it's hitting the oil there, right? And so, yeah, we really did base the entire throw on some 300 bowlers. But then after we launched this, get this. It's just 
there's a whole bunch of folks that look at them and go, well, this doesn't roll right. Why isn't it rolling right? So I go jump inside of it with the game, like inside of the game with them. And we just didn't account for the rolling style. Like, mm-hmm. right. This guy right? uses both hands or the, this guy doesn't like, I had a friend who doesn't put his thumb in it. Like he, he that's me. just the two fingers and then rips that yeah. shit when he throws it straight up. So there's dudes that come in where it's like, so the limitations of headset, right? So when you got this thing, and when you're throwing, if you keep, so there's some bowling styles where they keep their hand away from the headset. And so it loses tracking, right? Oh, um, or when they do a release, it's outside of the view of the headset. So how do you account for that? That was a whole bunch of trickery that right. we had to put in, in our very first update. Cause we went, Oh no, <laughs> people, uh, people throw differently. Well, and right? you are at a disadvantage, if I can say this, with the game that you're making because you're making something that emulates an activity that people are already doing. You know, like a lot of oh, games, yeah. it's like, hey, here's a brand man. new thing. But yeah, they have an expectation when they go into your game. They do. They really do. And so imagine the expectation of you roll 16-pound balls all the time and you got a couple of ounce thing inside of there and you don't think that it changes your throw. I 100% disagree. It totally changes your throw. It's like you just, these little micro movements that you wouldn't assume that you do, You it shifts it like just a couple of millimeters. And the cool thing about this technology is we can actually measure down to like a dime of where the vector is going from your throw, right? So if you're just a little bit off, um, You'll get mad at the game. <laughs> <laughs> but you're just bad. Yeah. Let's be clear. Yeah. You're bad. Get better. <laughs> but you can say that, but they're not, though, right? Because it's like, just imagine it's like you get a 65-year-old dude comes in who's been rolling, like, I don't know, hundreds of games, right? And then he comes in, he's just, like, a little bit off. And he's like, what's wrong with your game? And you can't tell him, hey, the controls are different. You're in virtual reality and you got to get used to it. So there's a little bit of translation to get into. How do you explain that, right? So it's our bad. So we got to fix it. So we did, right? So we kind of adjusted the game and, you know, Yeah, do you feel like you're, you guys, do you feel like you guys are in a good spot now where you have accounted for most play styles and pretty much anyone can get in there and kind of feel good about it? Yeah, man, totally, totally. So... Big, so from a like uh, um, we we have users from eight year olds that we've seen some of our friends kids go and play in it right they put on bumpers and they have a great time um, but a lot of our really good rollers are uh, the silver hairs right so uh, the retired generation so like sixty five plus which is nuts um, wow. and it's interesting I, I got my father in law in it and dude gets a hundred and seventy first freaking time at it i'm like ah, wow. he's a good bowler right um but dude couldn't move like it's movement is still a huge challenge for mass market um so it's like we, we, we we've noticed a lot of users when you're moving from like point a to point b they just don't get it and so like how do you teach that to a consumer who's used to like we sports so right. feel like we're in a good area right but there's still a lot of challenges that we're still solving totally i mean you know and that's the case for anything room scale like a step in the real world and a step in vr aren't one to one you know like we as vr users i think we we get used to it you know like if, especially if you're doing something room scale where you're taking a few steps to the left or a few steps to the right, it might feel like I've only moved a couple of feet, but in reality, I've actually moved six, seven feet, you know, like there, your brain doesn't, there's, I don't know, it can get weird. So I can totally understand. And then that. It's, so here, let's layer on one other like data point, right? 
what happens when you're paraplegic or you're immobile, right? And you're locked to a chair, how do you play? We thought of all that fun stuff, yeah? So inside of bowling, you can play standing, room scale, right? Like a total legit, you can do the one step method. You can do the, I'm gonna sit on a chair and roll, right? You can do, I'm gonna lay back and kick up because this is how I actually play test is like this, right? With my feet up and throwing <laughs> balls kind of like this. Just and then we also them. support people laying down straight wow. up, right? It was a, yeah, nice. yeah, because it was, I like inclusivity. It seems to be the trend of the current era, which is awesome, Definitely. but I like everybody to play my games, right? So it's the more people that I can get into it, I feel the better. So we actually had laser tuned in to play with one hand, literally in any configuration you can think of. So yeah, it's fun. Here's, here's the trick to play and laying down. Go on free locomotion movement, right? So do free movement. So just kind of like, like um, uh, um, a smooth movement, right? Lay on your back and then hold a ball and then hold back and then press forward and just let go, it'll throw the ball. And then if you turn your hand slightly, it'll roll, it'll, it'll have a, a little bit of a hook. Nice. So this is more like there. a, it's wow. like more like a Wii game in that aspect where you're like, just kind of almost gesture controlling. Everything. Yeah. You can like play however you want to play, you know, this is great right. for, you know, I, I have friends that are disabled that, that will really, really enjoy this. I think so this, I mean, who doesn't enjoy bowling though? You know what I mean? You it's know, like, one, you know, one of the things that really blew my mind about this game, I went in here and I was like, I, I'm going through different, um, you know, different lanes and, and different uh, bowling alleys and stuff. And the music, the music is wicked good. Like there's nice. real, like actual legit licensed tracks in here that you're like, you're actually jamming to actual music that you know. And I'm like, yeah, what? Dude, totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause it's like when you go into a bowling alley. Don't you want to have it sound like a bowling alley? Yeah. yeah. Right? So that's kind of our thought process on it. So we were really lucky that one of our investors was deep in the music licensing world. And I don't know if you guys have dabbled in that before. Oh, my gosh. It's, I love our partners, Sony, Ray, um, Chapel Warner, like amazing. Love them. It's just, you know, the approvals are woo. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Well, you know, being, being, People who create videos, right? We're always worried about copyright stuff and we're going to get, right. you know, dinged for this or kicked off for that, you know? So, so I was really surprised that, uh, that you had some real legit, amazing tracks in there. And everywhere I went, there were these, you know, there was great music playing. So yeah, awesome. I, I've always felt like I was in a legit bowling alley. <laughs> so, well, thank you. Well, for, for yeah. our streamer friends, um, make sure to, uh, if you're, if you want to include the music, so the moon is all royalty free music and so is uh the tiki world and so is um the private lane um so a few a few that make it easy for streaming other ones when you go and stream yeah you'll get the cease and desist i'm sorry yeah we didn't, we didn't pay for those rights yeah they're very yeah. expensive <laughs> so one of the things that really excites me about um about this game is uh the fact that you guys said it was inspired from your hangouts after your shows and you have created an awesome place for people to hang out i assume multiplayer was at the forefront of your thoughts during the development so here was our strategy you ready make a really really good throw mechanic right that's just like next level throw that where it's just like wow that feels like a legit throw that has the depth of throw right check get multiplayer in because it's going to be fun to do it with friends mm -hmm. 
That's it. That was the strategy, Boom. right? So it's like, how do so how do we get like the best motion gameplay with Zynga Social, right? How do you get it so you can talk to people, have fun, give fist bumps, high fives, chat with them, actually feel like you're there? We, I, I kind of want to. I've been pushing on the team. I really want to get them to get the the beer feature where I can hold a beer yeah. and like it registers it and shows me what the level of it is when I'm inside of VR. <laughs> yeah. Come right? on, come on. There Keep you your go. foot on the maybe, gas on that one. Yeah, maybe if you throw too many back, right? Your bowling is off and the, and the, the throw <laughs> was all wonky and weird. I mean, it would just happen oh, dude, naturally. It totally is because if you drink too many beers anyways, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. tested yeah. that before? <laughs> really? It doesn't, like, you definitely lose performance after two beers. Two beers. Do it in rock band. Play the same song, right? Have a beer. See how you do. Then do one more. Guarantee that second time you drink a beer your score will just like drop by like 20%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, it absolutely makes sense. I'll tell you what, if I was developing a game, I would have probably had a very similar uh, strategy, except for, I, oh geez, except wow. for I would have, <laughs> I would have destroyed everything. <laughs> I would have done it the other way around. Like for me, it's what can, what puts me with someone and then give mm-hmm. us something to do. You know, like that's the problem that I have with some of the most popular social VR platforms is the fact that like you get in there. Yes, it does a great job of pulling everyone together, but then we're all standing around like looking at each other. And it's like, okay, but like now what, you know, and having something to do with the people who you want to be in VR with is everything. And for me, um, before one of my go to's was real VR fishing for this. Because it just it's a really good app, ain't it? It's so good. And you mm-hmm. just it brings yeah. people together and then you have something to do. And I can just sit there and cast, pull fish in, chat and bullshit with my yeah. friends. Like it's so yep. great. Yeah. Yep. So and, I feel like you guys agree. are doing something yeah. very, very similar right here. It's like you pull people together and you give them something fun to do. And it's not just a simple thing here. Now it's actually bowling, which we're all familiar with. And no, it's a, a an American pastime. Yeah, some of right. the some of the discords I'm in for that are, I am specifically in to find multiplayer friends to play with. You know, it's always it's always Forever Bowl. Uh, you know, walkabout mini golf and and uh, real VR fishing. I mean, you know, this is this is a very very good social experience. A great way to hang out with your friends, and you don't get sick of the same environments because you can you can change uh, bowling alleys. You're, you're always listening to new tunes, and the even even the balls are custom, right? You can have like galaxies in there and all kinds of really cool things inside the ball. Each ball throws different. Like you know, there's yeah. actual like a like a like a different weight and spin mechanics to some of these balls. Oh, so. Nice. So it's really, really good. I, I, I definitely enjoyed my time with it for sure. And I, I plan on continuing to go in with my friends and hang out in bowling alleys. And Good job you know, uh, yeah. taking advantage of some of those VR only kind of things, you mm-hmm. know, putting people in those like crazy environments and making things flashy and weird in a way that would never be, you know, possible in reality. Oh, dude, you have to double down on the platform, right? Totally. You got to make it fun for it. It's like you got to really accelerate. So, so yeah, it's so to that point. We're, we're continuing support and we constantly want to update this thing. We talk to our community all the time. So we love to hear feedback. Um, we have a pretty thriving Discord channel. Um, uh, and really what we're, we're coming out with uh, more social features, just straight up. So next one is we're doing a versus mode in Brooklyn, right? Oh. Um, so you can join different teams and kind of do like that collaboration type of thing um, where it's like, I'm going to join a team and go against Team A, goes against Team B in Brooklyn. Who's going to win, right? Um, so yeah, we're trying to give more fun things to do while you're in there. Um, uh, there's, there's a few other surprises that are going to be coming out. Um, nice. uh, 
Yeah, man. Uh, uh, some collection stuff, Wink. Um, some secret stuff. We there love secrets. Yes. So right? So one of the big things, so what I would recommend to do, the only thing in VR, right? So we purposefully made it so you could put your head into things. Like we didn't do a blackout volume so we could hide stuff. Nice. Uh, so look in the next update. You're going to want to explore because there's going to be a lot of fun stuff to find. Because like, it was like fun making the environment. Go explore. There's different <laughs> neat things all around it and interacts with So it, now right? there's there's literally incentive to clip through the assets in the world. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's I great. Mean, that's cool. There, you know, there's a really, really popular YouTube channel. I don't know if it's still around, but uh, called, um, what is it, like, Barrier Breaker, where they like – do that kind of thing where they like go into a game, like go outside of like the intended viewable areas and like kind of show what's hiding behind this wall, what's underneath this thing, what's you know, look at this room that is still rendered but isn't being used. So I think that's kind of fun, you know, it gives people who are well, like spending a lot of time in there an opportunity to get weird with it a little bit. You know, walkabout mini golf, which is also a part of the Val Summer Games, nice. right? I, I didn't know, but but apparently the whole thing with the hide and seek ball things where you actually run around the levels and look for the balls that are hidden everywhere is really popular especially like with the younger generation so yeah i mean i think i think you guys are definitely on to something it sounds like you've really thought about all of these different options and what people want to do and how to hang out and have fun and so yeah great game well hey question question mm. back to you guys what do you guys want to see in it hmm. you know what i was just gonna say i i even had a recommendation it wasn't broad but i did want to mention this we like cheat codes we have been like kind of wanting, oh, yeah. like the interesting, world of cheat codes really. To come back. Okay, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe, like Game Genie style. Well, more like um, like Konami Code style, or like oh, okay. or like um, a sequence of events that needs to be done properly. Mm-hmm. You know, and and fun fact, um, I I do the uh, the cheat code section in VR Trend Magazine. So if you add some button sequences in there or something that uh, that's worth it, maybe you'll get a uh, an article in VR Trend. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Wink. All right. There we yeah. go. I like that. We grew, we grew up using codes. codes, you know, yeah. like maybe unlock all levels or like, you know, something like that. Unlock some special ball that yeah. you can't get any yeah. other way, yeah. you yeah. know, something like that. Secret ending screen maybe or fun, yeah. you know. Change the pin. But when it goes on forever, there is no ending screen. Oh, okay. Well, right. Or maybe, maybe it's a secret ending screen and you have to enter in a cheat code to find it. There you <laughs> go. See, now the wheels are turning. That's what I'm talking about. So, oh yeah, we love we love little secrets. So if you go look at every like almost everything, uh, I'm a child of the '80s. Almost nice. everything is a reference inside of the game. Like, awesome. like we try. I try, and I'm a little bit of a DIY punk. You know, figure. I grew up San Diego in the third wave punk scene. Um, so. I have a little bit of fun with it. So there's lots of lulls in there. Um, basically, <laughs> in almost every ball and in almost every little line of text. Well, I got to say, Very cool. I do not doubt that for a second. Your energy is totally infectious. Um, it's been great having you on the show. Thanks for making a fun, awesome game made by a death metal band for everyone to go into and have a great time. Heck yeah. <laughs> it's rad. And uh, that's what we need. We need more social social environments that are fun to be in with our friends that give us something fucking cool to do. And it looks like forever bowl has made that happen. So thank you so much. Hey, thanks cool. for having me guys. Have a good one. It was Absolutely. fun, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Have a great day. See you later, bud. <sighs> forever bowl, baby. Good stuff. Good Michael stuff. So doom. Yes. Michael doom is a cool guy. His name and is last name is doom. Like, I, I of know. course he was in a fucking death metal. band. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just too, too 
too well, good. Well, what do you say? Who who here in chat wants to play some Forever Bowl and doesn't yet own it? Dude, I dropped um, two codes so far, and they've been getting scooped up. Oh, and I, and I, think, I think somebody else was go. still trying to get one. Who was that? Oh, that okay. Money. I um, hope you're uh, marking which ones we've given away. <laughs> yeah, I deleted it. Oh, good. Right yeah. on. Yeah, drop, go. drop another one in the chat. There go. go ahead. Sweet. Sweet. I'm going to put another one in there. All right. Let's see what we All got All right, guys. Here. Get your copy paste ready. All right. Are you doing it or am I doing it? You I'm, got it? I got it. All right. Yeah. You got it. All right. All right. Get ready for some Forever Bowl. Boom. There it is. And uh, maybe we can, like, set up a play date. I think this game would be fun to get yeah. a few people together. And oh, dude. Absolutely. Run around in there. Yeah. 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 This would be a blast to have just, like, a like a Between Realities community night, right? Yeah. And go in there and listen yeah. to some, uh, some copyrighted music. And yeah. Wish uh, we yeah. were recording it. Heck yeah. Actually, that's not true. We don't really record gameplay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, we definitely won't record the stuff that is uh, is copywritten in here. Right. That's for sure. So um, so how, how are you doing? Good. I'm just uh, looking for our next guest here. There he is. Let me just give him a, a second uh, heads up here. We have one more guest for everyone today. We do. This is another developer who is, of course... Involved in this episode's sponsor, the Virtual Athletics League Summer Games, ending this weekend. So this is your final chance to get in there and compete and try to get your hands on a piece of this $20,000 valued prize pool pie. Heck yeah. Boom. That's right. That's a lot of moolah. So, so here, here comes our next guest. Now our next guest here is a one-man team of this brand new virtual reality game that is hitting the scene called Eternal Starlight. Please welcome to Between Realities, Dave Wallen. Hello, Dave. Hey, nice to, nice to meet you guys. Hey, nice to meet you, man. It is a pleasure to have you here with us. So you are a one-man team, Dave. Is this true? This is true. Yep, just me. <laughs> you're man, the developer. You're the developer. You're the marketer. You're the the CEO. Like community organizer, everything. Wow. So <laughs> how how has it been? You know, being a one man show, uh, making this game, and you know, how, what are your thoughts now as you're kind of starting to see it come to fruition? Um. Yeah. It's been a, a pretty hectic. Uh, definitely some things, some learning experiences uh, going into the launch here. Um. But yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I mean, the the response has been really good. Um, you know, the community's been been really helpful. Lots of suggestions. Uh, so yeah, just kind of collecting everything and and working on supporting the community and doing updates and all that stuff. Nice. So the the company, the one man team company, is called White Noise Games, and the game <laughs> is Eternal Starlight. So why don't you give us like the elevator pitch, right? If, if no one's ever heard of Eternal Starlight, what can they expect from the game? Yeah. So um, Eternal Starlight is like a, a roguelike, uh, I, I call it an RTS game. Um, you could also kind of think of it like a single player MOBA kind of game. Um, you basically have like your, your flagship and then um, other supporting ships and um, you can kind of grab them as if they were like little miniatures and like just draw the path for where you, you want them to go. And um, each ship has like different special abilities and um, you know, it's a roguelike. So like every time you play, there's like different uh, equipment you can get for your ship to, uh, you know, put on it in different spots and um, different mm -hmm. upgrades you can make and, and all kinds of stuff like that. Nice. You mentioned um, it was uh, almost like a single player MOBA. 
when I hear MOBA, I kind of imagine like the lane format, you know, and like the the path where things are pushing. Is is that present in Eternal Starlight, or is it a little different? Um, it's more the structure of the game is it's actually really similar to like FTL, which was like kind of a big influence for me. Um, so it's you know, there's missions, and uh, each mission has like you know some amount of ships that you have to blow up. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh it's not really uh you're not there's no lanes or anything like that but you know you have to survive the mission get to the next mission fix your ship things like that so when i was playing this game um i got some uh i personally got some like star trek vibes here and and i don't know if if that was your uh was your intent or if if uh if you're a trekkie at all or i'm sure making a game about space right that you have to be into space stuff, right? What are some of your inspiration here with this game? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a pretty big space fan. I mean, I like Star Trek, Star Wars, all that stuff. I'm not, I don't discriminate really. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely grew up watching like uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. And, you know, I, I like those moments when the, the ship is on fire and everything's blowing up and you have to figure out a way out of it. Um, yeah, people have also compared it to Ender's Game, the movie. Um, there's a lot of s stuff in that movie where he's like kind of grabbing things with his hands and and gesturing. And uh, the way you like kind of control the game, you can uh, like the locomotion system where you can move around, zoom in, zoom out. Um, very similar to kind of how things were presented in that movie. Very cool. I I really I really enjoy this game. I think uh, it's it's really neat that like you're in one second you're kind of floating around in space, kind of like drawing your paths and saying like attack this guy and shoot this guy with this type of laser, and but then like then you're able to kind of go into the ship like kind of in between levels and stuff like that and kind of get a feel for for the cockpits of the ship and then you know different enemies will come on screen and kind of like kind of like take over the broadcast, kind of like. Kind of like uh, what happens on this show sometimes, right? Yeah, right. With some with some robot entities that kind of take over, but but it's really cool because you get you kind of get that experience like you're in a ship and then boom, like this you know this this alien being is yelling at you and telling you that you know you got you got nothing and that humans you know aren't powerful enough and like you know and then you get to go out there and blast them and and, and uh, kind of protect uh, protect your fleet and you know um, uh, kind of. Uh, I, I think like the the thing with this game, right, is that is that people are trying to they're out in space looking for a new uh, a new home for Earth because we broke the planet, which is very similar to what's happening now, right? So <laughs> so it's it's interesting to see, and I think you did a really good job with the story, and I really like the characters. Um, but uh, are there is there any inspiration to any of the characters that you've um, that that you've kind of brought um, to light here in this game? Um, yeah, I mean, I, there's uh, definitely a lot of inspirations. I mean, I love Mass Effect. Um, there's also, you know, some of the older gamers might remember uh, Star Control 2. That was like a big inspiration for me. It was an old, old, old PC game, but it had really great, um, you know, scenes where you would talk to aliens and they were all different and wacky and crazy and stuff. Um, but yeah, like being a, a VR game, like it was always really important to kind of have that immersive aspect where like, you know, um, the fantasy of like being on the bridge of a ship and being able to explore it. And um, also like the, the thing that VR brings is really that sense of scale and like wonder. Um, and, uh, you know, I, th I always thought it'd be really cool to like, you know, have the ships that you're controlling and they're tiny, but 
then like after the mission, you're in the ship um, and you can see things at like, you know, the scale that they are and see how big they are and really get that, that, you know, that cool sci-fi sense of like these huge battleships duking it out. Scale is like the number one tool I think a developer can use to make a compelling experience in virtual reality because Mm -hmm. you could play God of War or like Shadow of the Colossus all day long and never feel like you are really riding a fucking giant. But Mm -hmm. in VR, if you're standing next to a giant, it feels like you're next to a giant. You know, like Mm -hmm. scale is amazing in virtual reality. And I am a huge, huge supporter of using that as often as you can as a VR developer. I think it's the way to really make something compelling um, right away. (laughs) You know, like you see the ship small, boom, and now you're inside it. Like that's, that to me is huge. It really is. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah, and and that's why uh, it was important that you'd be able to like scale the ships up really big so you can kind of watch the battles at like close to closer to like a one to one size. That's and, like, awesome. That's you know, what I feel about how, how they are and stuff. In Demio, you can go down into the board, you know, and then yeah. like things are around you. It's the same thing. So I've noticed that you have been working on this game again by yourself since 2016. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, wow. it's been it's been like a weekend project for me, and you know. If I had time, like, before work or something like that, I would work on it. Um, so, like, you know, I, I haven't, like, killed myself, but it's been just something I've just steadily worked on, you know, every day, every every weekend, you know, since I started. And just, you know, I'm not, I, I never worried about, like, uh, you know, how long it's going to take. I just, you know, kept working on it. It's been fun the whole time. So, I, I mean, I've really enjoyed the experience. Oh, wow, that's great. Glad that people can finally, you know, get their hands on it. Wow, so this isn't just like, oh, yeah, we need to get a game out, you know, before the end of the month to, like, meet shareholder requirements. or anything. Like, this is, like, a passion. labor of love mm-hmm. and passion, and, like, you enjoyed the – it's like art, you know? Like, this is, like, living, breathing art right here um, that has come straight out of you, you know? I think that's amazing. Um, 2016, yeah. that's only time uh, Only timeline is just uh, getting it done before VR stops being cool. Yeah, right. Well, I mean – I think we'll see this, this, the landscape change in ways that will continue to be cool. But yeah, to your point, the brick that we're putting on our face might not be around forever, but you know, this is what I kind of wanted to ask you about. You know, you started developing in 2016, I'm assuming for uh, like, I don't know, Rift or, you know, Vive maybe. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, boom, Santa Cruz, boom, Oculus Quest. Did you have to like kind of pivot? Did you have to make a lot of changes? You know, because the game is now out on Quest and PC VR. And just like that, our internet died. Thanks to our sponsor, the Virtual Athletics League, our guests from Larsenauts, Synthriders, Forever Bowl, and Eternal Starlight. And most importantly, thank you for joining us for this special episode of the Between Realities VR podcast. See you next episode.